Good morning, everybody. Happy International Women's Day out there. This is England is Burning for Monday, March 8, 2021. This is your Manchester United weekly feature for this week. This morning, we have Mark from the Barmy Army back again to give us his reactions to Manchester United ladies' performance against Aston Villa yesterday and to look ahead to a rather huge, massive match with massive implications on Friday night against Arsenal. Mark, welcome back. Thank you for coming on again. Thanks for having me back, Keith. Mark, you must be a very happy man. Oh, it's a great day in Manchester. Manchester's red today. That's yeah, as simple as that. Um, we're, we're, we're not going to talk too much about the, the derby, but I think it's important to point out, Mark, in, in a, I just remember, I recall, don't I, Mark, in a previous yeah. podcast that we did about the Manchester derby with the women, that you were have now become famous in, on this <laughs> video cast podcast for saying, throw out all the numbers. Uh, it's a derby. And yeah. I think yesterday uh, that bared itself out, did it not? Correct. It's yeah. a derby. Just, Anything just, can happen. Just throw out the numbers, throw out yeah. the back to 21 wins in a row by City and yeah. throw out, you know, possession numbers and all this other stuff. Just throw it all out the window because it went all means out the window nothing. yesterday. <laughs> means so. nothing. Facts, numbers mean nothing before a derby. And uh, it proved it yesterday. Yeah, it certainly did. So uh, I, I had to kind of tweet that out as I was watching uh, watching things unfold yesterday uh, with the Manchester Derby. But let's go to let's talk about first. Let's talk about yesterday against Aston Villa. So, so you, yeah. the United Women had had some significant time off after having kind of a rough stretch. Uh, of matches uh, and maybe that that international break and some time off did them some good. What do you think? Yeah, it it, it probably did. Um, the, the form going into the, the international break wasn't great. You know, we lost to City, we lost to Reading. Um, the City defeat was a difficult one. I think we, we all, I think most United fans will accept that. Um, the Reading one, it was a bad day at the office and the international break came at, came at a great time. It also came, it was also an opportunity to get some of the injured players fit again and give them, uh, you know, some well, some, some training and some minutes in a, in a, in a, a friendly game against Sheffield United. Um, so the international break came at the right time and the, the team actually yesterday looked refreshed and, and relaxed and, I think it showed in the performance, if I'm being honest. It seemed to me that, yes, uh, I, I completely got I, I think there was a lot of uh, the word, a couple of words that I have, the two words of the day that I have for yesterday about United's match against Aston Villa. One was fluidity and being relaxed and fluid. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, that speaks to having some rest and being refreshed. Uh, and I think also uh, just workload is the other word, just yeah. the, the work that was put in. But I want to talk about the lineup uh, a little bit. So United lined up in a 4-2-3-1 formation. And we had talked about, you know, on the previous week, we talked about injuries and the front line, offensive, you know, the top offensive players, you know, not being available. Got to hit 
um, you know, before, you know, before the match, it was news to me that Kristen Price was not available to do a knock in training that you mentioned to me uh, that I asked about. And so the lineup was uh, Jessica Sig- Sigworth up front. Yeah. And then uh, behind her, you know, Christy Hansen, Ella Toon, and then Lucy Stanforth. Uh, what did you think of that front line, you know, looking at that lineup, that front three or four, you know, to, to, what, were you, what level of confidence did you have in that front line? So um, before the game, the, we, we have a, in the BA, we have a, a lineup league. It's kind of like a prediction. You predict the starting lineup. And mm-hmm. before the game, I went for a front three of, Kirsty Hansen on the right, I went for Kristen Press on the left and Jess up front because at the time we didn't know about the the, the slight knock that Kristen picked up in training. Um, and it seems from reports that I've read yesterday and, and read, it's only it was a precaution to leave her out. It, it, you know, for, for me, you, you, it was probably an eye on the Arsenal game a week on Friday. You know, but we have a squad that should beat Villa without the likes of Kristen in that team anyway. Um, so Jess up front, Kirsty on the right, I kind of, in my head, I already predicted it because I think that's where they play best. And and, and um, as we said last week uh, on the podcast, Aston Villa, they're a bit more physical. So you need a physical presence through the middle. And Jess definitely uh, gives us that. Um so I was happy with that. I was happy with Kirsty, um, but the 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 Lucy Staniforth starting, I was extremely happy with because we've not seen her start a game yet. She's just coming back from injury, and I wanted to see what she could do. And it was the perfect opponents for, for us to see what what she was. Um, and I I was happy with the team once you know there's, there's been an injury or not in training, and you find out the reasons why that team was more than ample enough to beat Villa and it, and it did it. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, behind that front line, you had Jackie Gronin typically uh, up there. And then uh, Katie was the, was your captain, um, yeah. you know, in the middle. And then you had a back line. You, you had your, the, the Turner group, the Turner duo yeah. uh, center back pairing, uh, which that's been then a very successful standard. And then Ona uh, on the left, and then you had Martha Harris on the right. What were your thoughts about that? Uh, I, I was happy with I was happy with Martha. I would have been happy with Martha or Maria, to be honest. Uh, but mm-hmm. Martha is is a fullback by trade, whereas Maria is is a centre back by trade. So to have a full to have Martha play her natural position, it, it was fine with me. And actually, I thought she played really, really well throughout the game. And uh, she was in the short list of the nominations for player of the match from, from us. Yeah. Uh, I, I was more than happy with it. So how did the, how do you feel like the game kind of started for United in, in the, the front, the first, maybe, you know, 20 or so minutes as, as things started kind of developing for United in this match? I think what um, showed was uh Aston Villa came in not to get get battered. Mm-hmm. I put it that way. Mm-hmm. They played with eleven behind the ball, mm-hmm. and then for the first ten minutes, we were trying to um, get the ball, move the ball around them to try and make it get it into positions where we could get on the attack. I, I, 
and we did. And I thought the the case came in with that game with a game plan of we will not get beaten, we will win, mm-hmm. and this is how we're going to do it. And I thought we moved the ball really well yesterday from back to mm-hmm. front. I thought that. The, yeah, we lost the ball a few times and some of the, the, the passing was a, a little bit off, but if you're nitpicking, but the, the, the way we passed yesterday was was really good. Yeah, I thought the passing uh, was really strong and I thought there was a lot of fluidity in, in the passing movements um, and, you know, just a lot of, you know, really good teamwork. Uh, work rate was strong, you know, from the beginning. Uh, and I, but I also think that, that Aston Villa, you know, set themselves up. Uh, and, and I think what they did accidentally, I'm not sure they meant to, but, you know, um, I think, I think Mark may be part of it is true that they, I think they were trying not to get themselves totally battered. Yeah. Uh, but I think they set themselves up to be battered because, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> there were moments where they would then do a high, a high press, that didn't really work because easily United would pass out of it. Uh, United did very well uh, in, in, in that respect. Uh, but then what happened was they, they, they played such a low block with 11 behind, leaving the midfield completely open. Yeah. And, and, and so, which then played right into the formation that United had in the midfield. And then United had complete control of pretty much the entire field. Uh, from you know from the beginning, and I, it seemed like Astonville was too far back, yeah. uh, leaving that much space open uh, for uh, to move around. Um, but on the flip side of that, though, uh, Villa was was pretty defensively absolute, uh, not absolute, re- resolute in the beginning, and then there was an error that led to a goal. What yeah. what happened in that goal? So the, the Kirsty Hansen was. For me, <clears throat> she's one of those players that um, once she gets the ball, she's very much, she's, she can drive at the, at the defence and she goes at the defence. She's got pace, she's got skill, but she's also tough and, tough and powerful. And um, <clears throat> the, the, the only thing in the first few minutes that, because we had so much possession that we were lacking, was shots on target. And this is something that, last week you and I talked about mm-hmm. if you get the ball against the kind of opposition that Villa are take a shot because anything can happen and yesterday Kirsty did that and it took a massive deflection but it was no more <clears throat> than we deserved we deserve that goal in fact the goal came at a good time for us because we were on, on complete in complete control of that game from minute one you know, I know you look at the stats, Keith, and you are a stats guy. The biggest stat of all from yesterday is Aston Villa had no shots on goal. Right. That's that's the biggest stat. That shows you their game plan. And it, yes. but it also shows you how good we were because we didn't give them an opportunity to get behind us. So, mm-hmm. um, Kirsty Hansen yesterday, when we when they tried to get the ball forward, we broke on it so easily that it came forward. And Kirsty drove at the goal, mm-hmm. and it, she took a shot. As we said last week, take a shot, anything can happen. And he took a massive deflection, mm-hmm. one nil. Right, and, and yeah, that that strategy played itself out because I mean that's what it, Aston Villa was inviting United to do. They were inviting. It's like okay, they what they were trying to do was make sure that that 
United wasn't going to get clear shots in the box. And they were relying on the idea that maybe United would A, be reluctant to take shots from that far. And then two, the other big issue, would have, which has been something that we've talked about, is the clinical finishing. Is this, the numbers didn't play out that they finished very well, particularly if they had to take more longer range shots. But your point was just take the shot. Yeah. You know, because make, you know, because I'm, and I agree, make the other team work. If you don't take the shot, then you're not making the goaltender work. You're not yeah. making the, and then, <clears throat> and exactly what happened for that first goal ends up happening because you got that deflection. It loops the ball over, uh, you know, in, you know, into the, into the net and scores one nil. And, you know, the, the whole deck of cards, I guess for, you know, Villa almost fell at that point uh, because they had a defensive error in the back that led directly to it, you know, pretty much directly to that shot. Um, you know, and it just, you know, that's what happens. That's when you, that's what happens when you take the shot. You can get Absolutely. It. Absolutely. And, you know, part of the discussion we had last week, and, and you've, you've rightly said, if you don't take the shot, you're not, mistakes can't happen. Right. To take the shot. A mistake could happen, and, and yesterday, <clears throat> a defender got in the way and it looped it over the goalkeeper. But if you don't take the shot, that mistake doesn't happen. And it's, it's for me, it's it's simple, but it, it's for me, it's 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 it was part of what I think I've wanted us to do more of this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and they did that. But there were two, Mark, there were two, I want your thoughts about this. There were two things that I was very impressed with. One was getting the ball. Hi. Hello, Emilio. Hi. Hi. This Hello, welcome to the podcast, Emilio. Hi, this is Mark. Mark, you've met Mark, you've met Emilio before, Emilio Mark. Hi. Uh you're you're supposed to be in class? Yes. You're in a break, right? Okay, mommy is supposed to help you with uh, getting uh, getting back into class. Okay, all right, go to mommy, please. Thank you. Sorry about that. Sure, <laughs> just keep it rolling. Okay, so the the two things I was massively impressed with was Manchester United's ability to win the ball back. Yeah, I, I mean it's like the moment <laughs> any Villa player was particularly in the midfield had the ball, they lost it yeah. <laughs> pretty quickly, um, yeah. and then just the work rate. Um, there were so many times where it was like a Villa player would get the ball and lose it to get dispossessed uh, pretty yeah. fast, um, which just led to Villa just not being able to do anything in terms of building up play uh, yeah. at all. I, I think the, the one the one surprise, you know, when you were talking about the team was that mm-hmm. Haley Ladd didn't start. Right. Because Haley Ladd, as we mentioned last week, when we were talking mm-hmm. about she's her job is to break up the 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 opposing attacks in her position. Now, yesterday she didn't play, but you are a hundred percent correct that we didn't give the Villa team a minute on the ball. From minute one, they were being harried and and hustled. And I think every midfielder yesterday, so Katie's Al, Jackie, Lucy, they were getting they were getting into the Villa players' faces. And yeah. taking the ball, and yeah, I I agree. It was it was it was a very very good performance from our midfielders. How concerned were were you when Christy Hansen got that knock to the head in the in the fortieth minute? Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I I'm, I was worried. Um, yeah. 
because you looked at the bench, um, you couldn't really. There's very good players on there, but um, you, we've lost Leah, we've lost Tobin. Christian was out yesterday with an up. The next look, the next player you don't kind of want to lose is Kirsty Hansen. So um, I, I was slightly concerned. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, luckily she was able to, you know, she was able to get to uh, to continue on. Uh, so for the another thing I was impressed with, and I wonder what you think also is just, I mean, United's build up of play was fantastic. There were so mm-hmm. many moments where just their build up from the back, you know, uh, you know, was pretty significant as well, um, and so forth. So um, let's see here. I, I think a lot of our performance yesterday came from Lucy Staniforth. I mean. Yesterday was her first start. Yeah. Yesterday was her first start. She's made seven appearances coming on a sub, but yesterday was her first start. And um, for me, she was the best player on the pitch by a country mile yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm not taking anything away from any others because there was some other good players who who played really well, but you couldn't help but see how good Lucy Staniforth was yesterday. And... You know, you look at the second goal, the ball she played in, the header, and I'm not mm-hmm. taking anything away from the header. The header was relatively simple. The, mm-hmm. the ball, the ball in though, was 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 pure quality. It was, right. it was, it was. You know, once that ball is in, all Jess has to do is kind of just put a head on it and and get to make sure it's on target, and it's a goal. And it mm-hmm. was. And I don't want to take anything away because it was a brilliant goal. But the ball was even better. Absolutely, and, and yes. I think I think yesterday the, our attacking play, everything we did was good. But mm-hmm. when it was came through Lucy, it was it was better. Mm-hmm. And, and she it, had a she had a point to prove. As I said, it was a first start. But isn't that what we we talked about? We talked about you know players giving getting an opportunity with injuries to step up and say, Hey, I belong on this team. I want to start. So put me out there and let me prove, prove that I should be a starter. Uh, and you know, uh, Lucy being on the, the pitch instead of someone like Haley Ladd, which is what I think people were expecting. Um, you know, at least from Twitter and <laughs> I saw during, you know, right at the beginning of the match and during, uh, was one, I think one of those moments, I mean, she absolutely was brilliant. Uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Who is this person? I hadn't seen in a long yeah. time. Uh, you know, I, no, I don't want to take away from Sigworth, uh, header, but that was so well played, uh, yeah. you know, cr- you know, into the box on a free kick again, unfortunately, uh, you know, it was, you know, another defensive error leading by, you know, Chloe Arthur, you know, you know, committing the foul, leading to the, that free kick being available. Uh, and it's just, but I think it was more about United's just pressure and just, you know, pushing up the pitch. Yeah, and, um, and what it does, when you have a performance like we did yesterday, is it gives Casey a, a problem. Mm-hmm. Because you look at that performance yesterday and you go, well, can you really now afford to drop Lucy Stan before the Arsenal game? Can you afford to drop now, um, Jess? Because by by you know the the I don't you know the Kristen press it seems to only be a small knot. So can you do you put Kristen straight back in or do you bring her off the bench? What it does is that performance yesterday it gives Casey a selection problem. 
which right. is a great problem to have mm-hmm. because all players that every player that came on yes that played yesterday played well. Mm-hmm. Now you know there's going to be some who will automatically start, but it gives a a, a selection problem, as as you said, and as mm-hmm. we said last week. You know Lucy Stanford's performance. Let's case you know she's still there, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of problem Casey would probably love to have. Yeah, I mean, any manager would love to have that problem of so many players being a being you know, picking up the pace, picking up the work rate, picking up and, and showing quality to say, Hey, you know, I want to start against Arsenal. Yeah. You know, I want to start in the big game. Uh, you know, we got plenty of big games uh, and every game right now is a big game, but Arsenal is a big game. Um, that's the next one on the list. And, um, and, and I think I, that owes a lot, I think also to Casey herself to build that sort of mentality on a team that's a, that that's telling everyone, if you work, and you show me that you got the quality and you put it in the work, then you got a chance and I'll give you that chance. And then, but if I give you that chance, you better take it. Yeah. And that's what we saw. We saw so many players who would now have the opportunity to say, okay, it's time for the next person up. And I did it and I'm going to step forward. And a lot of players did that. And uh, Stanworth, Stanworth did it. Sigworth did it. You know, Christie did it. You know, I mean, most everybody did it, uh, but but players that we were not normally used to seeing, you know, really stepped up. And that's really was the, the factor, um, you know, in, in this uh, particular match. Um, I think in, in the second half, Mark, it seemed that Aston Villa was like, hmm, we're now down 2-0. And I think they made a little bit of a tactical shift and said, you know what? We, we're, if we keep doing what we're doing, we are going to get battered. So we're going to make a little tactical change and we're going to play a little bit more on the front foot to challenge United's defense. Is that what, what did you see in that second half from Villa? Being looking through my United glasses, the way I usually do, I expect us to go out and get more, more than one goal. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was thinking there's another, there's another couple of goals in this game easily. Um, I, I, was I am I was I disappointed? Am I disappointed that we didn't score more? Yeah, yeah, I suppose I am because, as I said, I don't think Villa showed us anything. And as we said last week, if you get one against Villa, they get really shaky at the back, and mm-hmm. it could be anything. Um, I didn't see much from Villa yesterday, and I, I, I don't want to disrespect them, but when you set up to play the way they did. They, they, they need, you know, I think they want to cement themselves in the league this season and then next season go out and bring in maybe better quality, a better standard of player. I'm not saying the players are bad. They've got some very good players. Um, I didn't see a lot of change from them in the second half. They would, I think they were happy to keep possession for as long as they could, mm-hmm. but we never gave them the chance to really. Yeah, they were, yeah, they just... There were maybe one time, two times where they really posed some level of difficulty on United's back line. Um, but they were generally just, as we talked about before, they were just pretty much shut down in the midfield uh, and dispossessed. Um, and, you know, they did try a couple of a couple of little things there. Um, but you just felt, I felt, and I'm maybe I'm sure you did as well, that that third goal was going to come at some point. 
yeah. The third goal was was definitely on that. It was definitely coming. Um, <clears throat> you know, Casey took off to Elatoon. Mm-hmm. She brought on Ivana Fuso, who played well in the join that she believes. Um, she brought on Haley Ladd for for Lucy Staniforth. Lucy Staniforth, you know, as, you know, I don't want to keep harping on about it, but it was a first ever. It was a first. It was a full team debut, and she's just come back from injury, and we got a good. 60 minutes and then Hayley Ladd comes on and Hayley Ladd's been doing what she's been doing all season making assists and she makes another assist for the third goal but that third goal was definitely on the cards it was it was right. coming I, I don't think Villa again I don't want to disrespect them I don't think Villa could probably handle much more of the pressure that was being put on them than mm-hmm. we were doing mm-hmm. Certainly, um, you know, and they did, you know, they did struggle, um, you know, throughout. I mean, and again, no, no disrespect to the Villa, you know, but they are in a relegation battle, uh, you know, at this point. And so they have a lot to play for if they want to stay up. Um, And, you know, they had gotten recently gotten battered by by Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in some very similar manner, it was a domino situation where they, you know, they were resolute to start, gave up a first goal, and that was the end of it. Um, you know, for them, and and they ended up getting battered in the end. So, in terms of stats, though, so you mentioned, you know, you know, we haven't talked about Mary Earps because Mary Earps had nothing to do. No, I think the only thing she had to do, I think the only thing she had to do during the game was a shoelace came on done. Yeah, yeah, basically it. And then so you know, United's XG, and this is the this is important. This is important, y'all. Stats, numbers, geek stuff out here. Okay, so we talked. We've talked about all along United's finishing. So United's XG was one point four. They got three goals. So that's a plus one six conversion rate, which is excellent for a match. Aston Villa's XG was, get this, see this is a zero. 0. 0.0 was their XG. They had no shots on target. They had no shots, period. Um, and, you know, that's a credit to everyone. That's a, you know, and United has not had an, uh, a, and none of their opponents had had an XG of zero um, because it's kind of hard to get an XG of zero, um, you know, on a defensive side. The lowest that they had held somebody before, to, before yesterday was 0. 0.2. Um, you know, which was early in the season. So a 0.0, uh, you know, was just basically a, te- a testament to just the overall, you know, all 11 on both sides of the ball, you know, playing offensively and defensively throughout. Um, your shot creating leaders, Ella Toon had four, Christy Hansen had three, Lucy Stanforth had three, Jackie Gronin had three, and Martha Harris um, and Martha Harris had three. What that basically means is that the offense came from all directions and all sources. You didn't just have one person creating a bunch of shots and a bunch of opportunities. You had a number of people creating opportunities. So basically, the warning for everyone else out there is that United is going to come at you with from any direction and any person. And it's it's um, a tactic that it's a it's a part of the team that I, I I love is that most teams rely on on a striker. So Arsenal they rely very heavily on on Vivian Miedemann. Mm-hmm. Chelsea rely on Sam. They've got very they've got other good players around them who can score. But yesterday we were attacking from fullbacks from mid all midfield. We had everyone was on was an attacking. Will that happen against Arsenal? I'm going to say it probably won't because Arsenal, again, with all due respect to Villa, 
are a different opponent. Mm-hmm. The game will be slightly different. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was the game where you go out and you can attack from all positions. And yesterday we did do that. And mm-hmm. Martha Harris was getting forward. Anna was getting forward. Zellen was getting forward. Gronin was getting... Everyone was getting forward. The only people that were getting forward were Amy, Millie and Mary Earps. But everyone else was getting forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... And- they will, I think, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about what we expect from Arsenal and in the Arsenal match on Friday coming uh, coming up. But another thing we talked about also, and the numbers also back this up as well, is just the dispossessions, the, the pressures that United, you know, had against Villa. So you had three players who had more than 10 successful pressures, meaning they pressured their opponent, the opposing player that they were marking, they pressured them, and then that led to a dispossession. Okay, of them losing the ball. So you had Christy Hansen had 11 successful pressures. Ella Toon had 11 successful pressures. And Ona, ba- Ona Batil had 11 successful pressures. Um, 77 successful pressures overall. A success rate of 45.6%, which is really strong number. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a very mobile team. And all the all the players, you know, they, they can get around the pitch. They, you know, and I think yesterday it started from the front. It started with Jess. Jess, as we said, is a very physical player. Yeah. Jess gets into the into the faces of the defense. She mm-hmm. she har- harasses them. She um and then because of that, the other players will do it as well. And We've got a team that, yeah, we can be physical, but we're also mobile as well, and we can break up opponents' attacks. And as as you said, we did that yesterday, you know, quite a lot. And I, the, the performance yesterday from from the from from every single player. I know Mary didn't do anything; she didn't have anything to do, and that's the opposition. But every player yesterday played well, from back to front. Agreed. So, uh, b- before I get to your player of the match. Uh, yeah. I do want to make mention of a someone who had their first appearance, 17-year-old Carrie Jones, an academy yeah. graduate, yeah. Uh, and a lot was spoken of, has been spoken of about the academy system uh, mm-hmm. for girls at United, and, and before having a full women's squad, uh, there had been sort of difficulty for them moving on after the academy, uh, moving on, and, they, and a lot of those players had to go on to other teams, but now with a, with a actual women's team in place, now there's a path for academy players. So Carrie Jones, uh, and this got a lot of spark on Twitter, I saw, uh, came on in the, I think, you're the 88th 80, minute. 88th minute. I think she yeah. has three minutes. So how is that? How was how was it to see her get her first appearance in a United shirt in a yeah. real game? As a United fan, as a United fan, seeing anyone come through the ranks of the club is a great moment. Mm-hmm. We've had some, you know, you look at the women's team before there was the women's team as it is now. <clears throat> we had a, we had a, a, a girls team. Mm-hmm. Emily Ramsey played for that team. Katie Zellum, Millie Turner, uh, Ella Toon. They've all come through the ranks. They had to leave Manchester United to go and make a career at other clubs, but they've come back. So to see someone like Carrie come through and make her club debut, but she's already made her international debut for Wales. Mm-hmm. 
before right. she before right. she played for United. It's a great moment, and mm-hmm. we've got a very good development squad, and we've got you know uh, we've we've got some good players who can break into the team. Yes. Yes, we we've got a lot of injuries right now. So you know, if if everyone was fit, would Carrie Jones still be around the squad? I would like to think so because Casey mm-hmm. wants to bring through a, a a younger, you know, the next generation without going out and without make, you know, without going out and spending big money. I'm not saying that she's not going to do that. What I'm saying is, is that a part of Manchester United's DNA is the youth products. So from the men's team, you know, you've got Marcus and Mason. Mm-hmm. They've all they've come through, and now we're seeing it through the through the women's team. So as a Manchester United fan, uh, it, it's it's a it's a really proud moment to see it happen. And, and to put it in context, uh, you know, and many of y'all probably don't know this that are listening and watching this, is that on the men's side, the United have I think a decades long streak of games lasting decades on the men's side yeah. of having at least one academy player or graduate in the starting lineup and that's over decades uh yeah. if i'm correct am i correct on that mark yeah uh, i think so yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's it i think that's just uh that's the dna uh, uh, everyone knows that's the DNA, united dna and, and to have it in and it was really nice to see from my standpoint you know to see you know, it's great to see the United DNA be passed on to the women's team uh, in, in that capacity. And, and I saw the reactions of, of United fans on Twitter uh, to her coming onto the, onto the pitch. And, and it was like, yeah, that's, this is who we are. And, yeah, it's, and, an important, it's an important part of Manchester United, the youth. Right. It is a very, you know, <clears throat> most teams go out and buy players. Yes. United, do, United do this. United go out and buy players, but United also invest in the future. Right. And the men's side is, is slightly different to the way the women's side is run. But it's, we play as one club. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, so the DNA is there. So the development team for the women, they will be bringing through, hopefully, mm-hmm. the next generation of players. So right. hopefully we can start the same legacy the men's team have got by having a youth player in and around the squads. So let's talk about what's coming up on Friday. How big is this match coming up on Friday against Arsenal? Uh, uh, it's going to sound cliche, but um, it's, <laughs> the right. big, it's the biggest game of the season for us. It's, we've got a long time to prepare for it. We've got, I think, 10 days mm-hmm. for it. Um, it's massive. It's going to have repercussions for either team mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's Casey said it herself and I, I'm going to you know Casey said we've got six games left in the WSL six cup finals if we win all six mm-hmm. we're third maybe mm-hmm. second depending on what happens Right. but we've got six massive games coming up mm-hmm. and we have to take each one of them now individually not look ahead um, so the Arsenal game is, yeah, it's massive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it certainly is as it stands right now. 
Um, Arsenal does have games uh, games in hand, but yeah. there is still a significant point advantage. Um, yeah. But but in my mind, you know, United win this match. This pretty much seals the women's Champions League slot for them, provided they do what they need to do in the remaining games. What do you? Yeah, think? absolutely. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I'll take a point. If you were offered to offer me a point right here, right now, I'll go, yeah, I'll take a point. Because if Arsenal do beat us and they go on a run and win all their games, they beat us into third by goal difference. I think that's the way it works. Mm-hmm. It's that close. Yep. So if we can, we, we can't afford to get beat at mm-hmm. Boreham Wood a week on Friday. We can't afford to. Um, we have to come out there with something. Um, it's it's that that important. And Arsenal's just come off of, of two wins, but now bearing yeah. in mind it was against Aston Villa and Birmingham, uh, yeah. and, and so forth. They got clean sheets in both, which was to be expected. Uh, they got more than three or four, and they got four goals in each, which was to be expected. Uh, and they seem to be rounding into rounding into form into the right time. Uh, they were in, but here's the thing, and, and I mentioned this about Arsenal before, and and, and they have really, really, really super struggled against the other top three teams yeah you know they struggled against chelsea couldn't get a goal lost three nil um they also more importantly earlier much earlier in the season uh at uh least sports village they lost to united and probably united's coming out party uh you know they you know uh, when arsenal at the time was undefeated uh to start the season they won one nil um and so forth um and looking back on that game, uh, I'm looking at United's starting lineup in that game and three of the players. Now, this is where things get a little dicey, I would say, is the three of the players that started against Arsenal are not available. Uh, were not available yesterday. Two of them are probably will not be available uh, for Friday. So you had, you know, Leah Galton was in the lineup against Arsenal starting yeah. lineup she's not going to not be available Tobin Heath was in the lineup against Arsenal not available will not be available Kristen Press hopefully will be in the lineup uh hopefully hopefully she's held out in order yeah. for her to be available what do you expect from United coming up on Friday when they play against when they go against Arsenal what do you expect from them um I said it before it'll be a very different game aren't we Casey goes in and respects the opposition. I think you have to respect the, the team you're playing. Um, unless there's... Uh, if Kristen is fit, I think Kristen starts, mm-hmm. which is a shame because you have to drop a player who played really well yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm, thankfully, it's not me who has to make that decision. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I, I don't True. know what... Right. I wouldn't know. Um, I think Hayley Ladd will also start. I think this is the kind of game which would scream out for Hayley Ladd. It's, I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I, I don't think you can call it. I, I, I don't think you can call it. Would both sets of fans be happy with a point each? Personally, for me, yeah, I think a point is a is a really good result for us away because we struggle with the team. We struggle with playing the top, the big three away from home. LSV, we seem to be all right. It's it's away from home. Um, and I know we've only ever played Arsenal away once in the Conti Cup and they beat us 2-1. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that was a very different team from United. And it was also a slightly different team from Arsenal. Arsenal have very, very good players. Leo Williamson is one of their centre-backs. He's, he's a great, he's, he's, a, he's a quality player. They've got Jordan Nobbs, they've got Vivian Miedemar. The only thing that slightly goes in our favour is that Vivian Miedemar doesn't seem to score against the top clubs. She's kind of scores against the lower teams. Mm-hmm. So if anything, that's kind of like a little tick you've got. That we, that can't happen. We can't let Miedemar score. Um as I said, I think it will be a tight game, but it's it's definitely winnable. Um, and like I said, we've got um, 10 days to prepare for it. And I know today, Casey would have given the team a day off for recovery and she'll slowly, you know, she'll get them back into training and then we'll, we'll she'll start to ramp it up closer to the game. As long as we don't pick up any more injuries, I think we'll be fine. But... It's going to be a tight game, definitely. I think the critical piece, though, Mark, and, and, and is for me, is you look at United's back line. Yeah. I think that's really going to be where the game is going to be won, drawn, or lost is there. Because there you have, and, and also in the midfield, but, but particularly in the back line, because in the first match, you, have, you, had, the tur- the, you had the Turner you know, cornerback, I mean, center, but not cornerback, center back, a duo, uh, which has been strong all year. I mean, you look at all the numbers defensively, it's been strong all year. And you had uh, Ona was also in the back line, started against Arsenal. She's definitely going to start. And then, you know, uh, interesting enough, I mean, uh, Leah Galton was started in the other, in the left back position. Um, But you got a solid back line. It held Arsenal. Now look at Arsenal has the Best had at the time the best XG expected goals had leads in most all offensive numbers. United's defense held them to an XG of zero point four. This is the same kind of defense that Arsenal is going to have to play against. Arsenal, you look at the lineup they had. Also, there's not a player on Arsenal side that I think is going to be unavailable um, for you know unavailable for Friday. So they're basically playing against the same Arsenal squad. Yeah. Um, I think that's the the, the checkbox. Um, but what do you expect from Arsenal coming for going forward? Because they need um, three points. Yeah, they don't, I think a draw is not going to be good enough. No, uh, they definitely need to win. They definitely need to win because if they win, beat us, and they win their game in hand, they're they're ahead of us. It's it's that simple. But you make um, a, a really really valid point about our defense. We've been solid all year. Yeah. We've, we've let goals in from corners against City and Reading, which would have upset Casey. But Amy and Millie mm-hmm. have been solid all season and they've got such a good partnership. You know, Millie can play the ball out from the back. Amy is your tough tackling defender. Honor has been a revelation. She really has. And, and as you said, for the Arsenal game, we had to play Leah Golton at left back because... We had injuries. We've we've had injuries all season. But if Arsenal play the way they have been playing, they will cause us problems. But if we can play the way I know we can play, we will cause them problems as well. Um, it's going to be tough. I, 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 you know, I, I said it before. A point for me is a great result. It's not a great result for them. 
because they have to hope then that United slip up in their remaining games, which I I personally, yeah, we've got some tough, we'll have some tough games after, mm-hmm. but I can't see be if we can get anything from Arsenal, mm-hmm. I think third is is a, is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and um, I think also you know I, I'm not saying that that. Arsenal is a one woman show, but, you know, but, but a lot of their offense is to try to get the ball to Minima and what the big three teams have done. And United did the same thing is limit Minima's touches to low, you know, if she has less than 40 touches, then Minima just typically doesn't score. Yeah. United held her to 35. She got held to uh, in their, in a recent run of form that they had where Arsenal had struggled, you know, again, they played Chelsea, they played city, they played Reading. Now remember Reading, as we know, tough defensive team, you know, now she's, uh, Mita scored one goal in that span of time. And that was because she had a lot of more touches. She had more than 40, but anytime she gets under 40 touches, then she does not score. And all the big teams, as you mentioned, limited her to, to 35 or under, including United. I think that's the key. Now, do they have other players that can score? Arsenal, yes, definitely. But, you know, there's a reason why Miedema leads the league in goals at 14, um, you know, because the offense goes through her. Um, and so they struggle when it, when it happens. Um, what's your, what do you predict? Do you predict a draw or do you pick a United win? What's your scoreline prediction? Head and heart, again, head and heart say two very different things, but... A, a draw is a great result. And I, I'm going to say it'll probably be a draw. Do you think it's going to be a one-one draw or, or a nil-nil? Or what do you do? You think they're going to? I, I think they'll. I think. I think there'll be goal. I think there'll be a goal each. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be a game that just peters out. That the hype is built up more than the game, and the game doesn't <laughs> live up to it. Yeah, I agree. I understand that. You know, that's, uh, you know, the reality is, I think this plays in the Casey Stoney's hands a little bit, knowing that Arsenal has to get three points yeah. uh, and Arsenal is going to push to get goals. Um, and that's going to play into, I think that's actually going to play in the hands. I, I'm going to predict the one nil for United, um, you know, because I think that def- that defense for, for, I think that defense, honestly, for United is completely underrated. Uh, I'm, and and I, to be honest, I think they're underrated. Uh, the the Turner duo, um, I, I, you know, in big in a, in a big moment like this, I, I think they're going to step up, and so I think it's going to be one nil, um, and you know, it's going to be nail bite time for a lot of it, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I I think because Arsenal's defense is pretty strong too, um, yeah, and but I think it, it's going to be you know it's going to be one nil, and it's going to be one of those moments that I think. You know, United Women fans out there, y'all are going to remember uh, because that I think will be the moment that that says that seals the deal. And um, you know, doesn't make it automatic. You can't count chickens before they hatch. And trust me, in Atlanta, you never do that uh, because Atlanta sports history is full of disaster uh, when we've counted any chickens. So we never count chickens at all, even if we win. Um, so, but uh, it, it's going to be uh, something to remember. Um, and I think uh, hopefully I really am crossing my fingers for Kristen Press being available. Um, and you know that Kristen Press shows up for big games and she's got yeah, the experience. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that will also be critical. Uh, and yeah. um, so that's what, that's my prediction one nil. Um, 
and uh, probably my contributor Josh from uh, Arsenal side probably will will beg to differ, but that's what a WSL fan channel is all about. So, yeah. Mark, thank you so much. Uh, I have taken up a lot of your time, but you've been greatly patient and given us a lot of info. Brilliant as always. Uh, thank thank you, you for being on. Thank you. And so, everybody. England is burning is going to close for right now. We're going to have later today, we're going to have Emma from the Man City Women fan cast on to discuss uh, Manchester City's Champions League appearance over the week and also a struggling struggle but win for them against Everton uh, that will be coming up later. I'm going to have a different closing today. This is International Women's Day uh, all over the world and I want to thank all of the women in my life that have have been a part of my life. Some are with us and some are not with us any any further. I hope that at some point every day because for me every day is International Women's Day. For everyone listening out there just have a good International Women's Day and let's make International Women's Day every day for everyone. Okay. England is burning is out for now. We'll see you later today.